Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I Well, hello there. This is I Miss You Man. My name's Lonnie. I've got a new microphone and I'm here with Dylan. How's it going, Dylan? <laughs> is that your new last name? I've got a new microphone. It's a Very long nice. one. It's a long one, but you know, I haven't <laughs> got a middle name, so I've got to have, get something else going on. Never mind. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. Stands out though. It does. How you doing today, Dylan? Mate, I'm doing great. Doing great. You pick yourself. I'm, I'm pretty good too, Dylan. People at home wouldn't know this, but we normally record on a Sunday morning. You know, some people go to church, but we go to the podcast studios. Just as important, I reckon. And we, we we are joining each other, looking at each other via video chat as well. You are in a beautiful Italian cafe, rainy. I am. It's it's, it's just uh, just drizzling. Just, just drizzling. drizzling. And where am I, Dylan? Um, in Middle Earth, it seems. Yes, a beautiful enchanted forest. Wonderful. That'll do. So That's keep that in your minds as we go through this episode. <laughs> Now, what's the I Miss You Man story, Dylan? Oh, gosh. started out uh, as a dream I had, Lonnie, and we made it a reality. And it's a podcast where we take each other on a journey each week. And it could be about anything, Lonnie. Life, pop culture, everything in between, man. And you know what, Dylan? This week's journey is actually a journey through time. <gasps> We're going back in time. I'm in the time machine. Come on board. You can come too. We gotta go back to the future, Marty. Back to August two thousand and eight. Maybe not as exciting well, as nineteen fifties, but you know, for some people, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we lived it. We don't need to go again, but we are. <laughs> what were you doing back in August two thousand and eight, Dylan? Uh, we were in school, weren't we? I believe. Yeah. Is uh, it uh... grade nine? I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have been. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Do we know each other then? <sighs> I don't think so when did we take legal studies well that was year 11 so was it this could have been the dark old days before we got together no wonder so miserable <laughs> back then had no lonnie in my life now the reason we're going back to 2008 is because we're doing an episode inspired by our friends on my girlfriend dolly on that show jester and heidi read through old teen girl magazines from the early um aughts late 90s we're doing that today, that same concept, but we're not looking at girlfriends. Going through Zoo Magazine <laughs> of 2008. I mean, Great pick, Lonnie. I mean, we could at some point, potentially, in the future. <laughs> but I thought first we'd look at Empire Magazine, the popular, and some would say preeminent, film magazine. Oh, okay. time. Okay. Are you, are you very sure. familiar with Empire, Dylan? I mean, it's definitely got name recognition, but I've uh, never really read it, though. Okay, sure. Um Probably gone on the website a few times over the years. But yeah, yeah, yeah the website's really good. The magazine itself, um, I really like. For, for a long time, you know, years and years, my sister would buy me the 
subscription every year for my birthday. And so, oh, yeah, it's really, okay. really, really nice of her and good value for, you know, over 12 months. It's a uh, great present. It is. But they don't print it. Good on the... your sister. Yeah, she, she's wonderful. They don't print it in Australia anymore, though. So that has stopped, unfortunately. But I was reading online. Apparently, you can still buy it from the UK. It'll just, just obviously take a bit longer to get here. So I might have to look into mm. that again in the future. Yeah. So, do they do it digitally, the magazine? They do do that as well, yeah. Oh, that's something. An option, yeah. yeah. Um, if I, my iPad's pretty old, though, so I don't know if it would actually work. <laughs> oh, first generation. Oh, no. No, it's from like 2014 or something, so. Ew! Yeah. Gross. Pretty old these days. No one should have any technology older than three years. Well, I've, I've got to buy a new phone today too, Dylan, so I'll be doing that rule. iPhone 12, I think? I don't know. 12. See how I go. Wow. I just did that new one that they got that was just like the old iPhone design. Oh, yeah. That's clever. It's good for me. I don't have to change. Yeah, you just... <laughs> but I'm technically keeping up with technology. That's so good. Yeah. Everyone well, wins. If you don't keep up, it doesn't keep up with you, does it? Technology, so... It's true. Mm. It's true, Lonnie. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I've got lots of... Um, magazines from my subscription days but also i've gone back and I've, I've found a few op shops and things over the years i've got a huge pile actually it was like like 20 bucks for i don't know 40 magazines something it was really good good value and that's okay. where this 2008 edition comes from uh i wasn't i've got a whole pile there and i was like i've been thinking about doing this idea for a while i wasn't sure what to pick and then i came across this in the pile it's got heath Ledger's joker on the front cover i know it's a bit of a Fan favorite and a bit of a Dylan favorite, so I thought Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, and obviously oh. coming up into you know the Batman's releases. I think it'll be just out after we this comes out, so I thought it was timely. You know, go back and look at one of the best Batman films of them all. I approve. One of, if not the best. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen the Batman yet, so maybe it's going to knock it off its perch. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed, Lonnie. And we're seeing it together, even better. Hello. Can only elevate the experience. <laughs> Now, I've sent you some pages to read through, um, but I was getting a bit sick of scanning through every single page, <laughs> so <laughs> I was actually the best in the end, but i got the magazine here with me, and you can see it here in the Enchanted Forest. Oh, hello. Yeah, okay. There okay. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> harrowing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, I guess we'll just go from the top. There's a lot of it we probably won't go into detail about, but there is a big cover story about Batman Dark Knight. And it's before that came out. So they're like kind of hoping it's good. But like, it's like, you guys, mm. it was good. It is good. Still. It was good. It's yeah. still good. Holds up. Exactly. All right, let's get into it, eh? For sure. Now, the cover is pretty old school. I don't think they do it these days, actually, this cover. And we'll, we'll post pictures online, actually, on Instagram and stuff if you want to keep watch along. Ooh. But, um, Not going to get sued by Empire? No, nah, we'll just, we'll just, we'll, you know. Jessa does it for my girlfriend, Dolly, so. Oh, okay. So if we get taken in for it, we're, we're ratting it. her out. That, we're rolling on it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to have a plea bargain, haven't you? <laughs> Cinches get stitches, though, Lonnie. My, my point is, like, it's just a kind of um, not the hugest quality picture, like, in terms of megapixels or whatever. And it's just sure. a close up of the Joker's face. But I guess it kind of fits with him. But I feel like yeah. the magazine. Um, Covers I've seen or more recent years are much more artistic, and this is just like just copy and paste a picture from Google. <laughs> um, you, you haven't seen this yet, Dylan, but the uh, first page is an ad, 
and it's for a perfume, a fragrance for men, actually, cologne, I suppose. Oh, an eau de toilette. Yes, and it is a, a very sexy uh, Ewan McGregor and a motorbike. How? How yeah. are? Yeah, well, I might change my background so I can just show you this a bit easier. Oh, that'd, that'd be great. Yeah. Is it, um, was it around his, when his show was out? It was a little promotion for that, or...? I think he did he do some some magazine um, movie, some motorcycle movie. You see? Yeah, well, a handsome man. Is that the truth? Baby one's We're coming out soon. Yeah. We're excited, aren't we? we well, you don't. Well, you aren't. <laughs> now, Dylan, I sent you this page. It was the uh, well, well, the next page is just like a contents page. Not important. Don't know why I mentioned oh. it. Um, I sent you the next page. It was the like the editor's letter, and really nothing too exciting there except of in the letter it's mainly about you know kind of hoping that the Joker is good and you know the Dark Knight is good and a lot of a lot of it is, is um I wouldn't say tainted but a lot of the press coverage before the movie and after and still today is about Heath Ledger and his unfortunate oh, death and it's kind of hard to remember it but it really was that was a huge part of the whole whole um story wasn't it oh yeah for sure that's i would say it's probably helped a lot towards it making over a billion dollars definitely do you recall where you were when you found out he ledger passed away yeah yeah it was um i think we were coming back from somewhere but we were at my mum's friend's house mm. on our way home from a road trip somewhere um and we had just left and i think we got like 10 minutes down the road or something we got a call from her and she's like and you listen to the radio, and we're like, no, and they're like, Heath Ledger's dead. Yeah, crazy. I'm like, wow. Yeah, because I think it was January, wasn't it? So you're probably on. I think I remember being on holidays or thereabouts. Yeah, it would have been holidays from school. Yeah. Because mm. I remember I, I, I came out for breakfast, and mum like, turns to me. She's like, Heath Ledger passed away. It was all over the news. I'm like, oh my God. I, and I, I obviously hadn't seen the Batman next, hadn't come out, the Dark Knight that is. But, mm. you know, he was one of our most famous actors, and. Everyone loved him, so... Yeah. Yeah, really shocking. Yeah, and he was a great actor, too. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. He'd been, made a lot of great movies. Everyone's expecting this to be great. Yeah, yeah and I remember reading he was um, trying to get into directing as well, which would have been really... Yeah, we, we missed out a lot, haven't we? Yeah. It's very sad when great talent gets snuffed out early. Mm -hmm. um, on the opposite page of the editor's letter and the information about the, the writers and contributors, there is an ad for Seen It. The yeah, the movie. second edition, is it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. Second edition. Yeah. Did you ever oh, play this? Yeah, I've got it. <laughs> is it any good? Yeah, it's great. Have you never played a Seen I've It I've never before? played a Seen It. Oh, wow. How does it work? Well, it's just got like, um, you put in the DVD mm. um, and then you roll the dice and you land on stuff um, and then you play whatever game is on the DVD menu, so you press it, and then it's like a timed game. Whoever gets it right. first wins. Okay. So it could be answering trivia, could be um, picking which movies came out in release order, you know. So it's fun. That sounds like my sort of jam, doesn't it? You know what? I'm going to bring it to Brisbane, okay. and we'll play it. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. That's a plan. We'll do that maybe after the Broncos Leagues Club. How about that? Okay. Rightio. Rightio. <laughs> Um, did I send you the letters page from letters from, letters to the editor? Letters to the editor. Mm, I might not. No, have. possibly. 
Why don't you hold it up for me? Hey guys, Lonnie from the edit suite here. Dylan's about to say best characters. For some reason, the audio recording didn't pick up what he was really saying, which was best dressed characters. So I thought it was important to have that context for the rest of our conversation. It's not best characters, it's best dressed characters. Um, also, I mention a character called Lisa Fremont, who is very well dressed, and they, they listed that in this Empire article. And I'm like, oh, I know that name from somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Obviously, it's from Rear Window, right? That's, that's Grace Kelly's character, obviously. Everyone knows that. Idiot Lonnie. Especially because later in this episode, I'm going to talk about how much I love Rear Window. Um, and so I just wanted to yep, say, my bad, I messed up. I love that movie. I love Grace Kelly in that role, especially. Um, but I just didn't pick the name here in this list. Very silly of me. Um, also, while I'm here correcting things, um, later on we talk about some um, fan casting or some Empire casting for future Batman films. Yeah, keep in mind we're in 2008 in this magazine article we're reviewing. Um, we mention, or they mention, um, Ellen Page. And obviously um, Ellen Page is now known as Elliot Page um, because he's transitioned. I, I did mention that at the time. I messed up on my part, so I just wanted to mention that here as well. Okay. Carry on with the rest of the episode, which is fine from here. Thank you. Uh, yes, I do have that. Anything Anything jump out for you? I mean, the 10 best characters list is obviously front and center and a bit interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so the 10 best dressed characters. you want to go through them? Yeah, for sure. But do you want to go 10 to 1? Build some suspense yeah. for the audience at home. All right. Okay, so at number 10, we've got um, Maverick. I'm guessing that's from Top Gun. I haven't seen Top Gun, so. Okay, radio, yeah. Uh, Vivian Ward, number nine. Number mm -hmm. eight, Annie Hall. Not sure about that, but I guess she's a fashion icon. Sure, why not? Julian K, number seven. Number six, Holy Girl Lightly from Breakfast Tiffany's. Mm -hmm. I'll pay that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Number five number five is Sam Ace Rothstein. No idea. Don't know who that is. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> it doesn't say what he's from. Uh it does not. <laughs> okay, well, what a mystery. Uh, number four is Lisa Carol Fremont. That does ring a bell. I don't know where it's from though. No, I have no idea. Number three is Roger Thornhill. Again, I know it's a movie character, but maybe I'm just filling the gaps of my knowledge knowing it's a movie magazine. Yeah, yeah. Number two is Cleopatra. I mean... Sure. I, I mean, the... that's a bit cheating, isn't it? That one? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the Liz Taylor version. And number one is Tyler Durden from Flight Club. Okay. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. So that was what they... You see the Empire used to have like 10 best each um, edition. Yeah, 10 whatever. And we'll get to that. This edition's um, soon. Can I can I just say, Lonnie, I love that. I love top ten lists, love top five lists. Love it. You're a listical man, are you? I mate, I love ranking things. Um yeah. one of my favourite shows growing up was buddy twenty to one, hosted <laughs> by Bert Newton. The late great Bert Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good stuff, wasn't it? Mm. If you could have paid like millions of dollars to do that show, you know? It would have been no effort from him. He would have just gone on the green screen and chatted a little bit and then <laughs> You know what good on him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think don't begrudge him at all. Um, 
so that's what happens here. People write in and they say who they think should have also been there. I probably have to agree with number four being James Bond. Like that. I can I just say I think I like the fans' top ten list better than the official. Yeah, one. I'd agree. Can I say that? I mean, I don't know who Philip Marlowe and Jet Costello are, but Ferris Bueller. Hello. Yeah. James Bond, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, as someone who has watched a bit of Sex in the City, I can agree with Carrie Bradshaw. It's part of the whole show, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. They're fashionable women mm-hmm. and having sex in the city, Lonnie. It's Premise true. of the show. <laughs> uh, Jack Sparrow, I mean, that's a strange one, but you know. I mean, it works for him, I guess. I guess, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's only got one look, really, hasn't he? Yeah, I can't really think of much else apart from the general... Yeah. Yeah. Pirate outfit. Yeah. Uh, Don Vito Corleone. You caught that. Mm-hmm. Marlon Brando. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, this one must have just squeaked in. Tony Stark, Iron Man. I think that is just like the last movie they saw. <laughs> it must have been. Must have been. And it's even got there. A late contender. But damn, that man can wear a suit. I mean, yeah. Thanks, B.B. Wilson. He probably has more iconic outfits after the first film, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's talking about not Iron Man suits. Oh, yeah, sure. But like still. just normal fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I guess they, they do combine, don't they, in later movies where he can touch his glasses and like a suit comes out or whatever. Well, I think I'd argue it gets worse. He's worn hoodies a fair bit. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Wore a hoodie a lot in Iron Man 3 and he was wearing a hoodie when he was jogging in Infinity War. Yeah, so. yeah. That, that's a crazy movie because at the mo- that morning he was just going for a jog and chatting to Pepper and then that night he was <laughs> and then Infinity off. War happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> he almost dies from starvation after the world <laughs> dies yeah him. after everyone yeah after he sees Spider-Man dust away in his arms yeah big big day for him wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah bloody hell um yeah so nothing probably I want to talk more about the letters but um yeah, just interesting to see yeah, what was sort of in the in the in the zeitgeist then. Mm. Um, on the other opposite page, another another ad for Anime Essentials, the Anime Classics Return. Yeah, yeah. You were in anime. I don't know. Didn't really speak to me that DVD collection, but you know. Oh yeah, no, there's a few good ones in there. Okay. Cowboy Bebop's there, mate. Oh yeah. You know about that? Well, I watched there's the first back. episode or two of that of the of the anime. Yeah, it's good stuff. I think Berserk's there as well. So. It's got my approval. Well, I mean berserk. That's right. Sure do. Yeah, the next page, I don't think I sent you, but it's just sort of like news for upcoming films, just like little tiny... Um, um, I've got some news, etc. pages, if that's what you're Oh, yeah. About. So the first one is Burn After Reading, the Coen Brothers film. Uh, pretty terrific. Um, I don't think you sent that one, but that's fine. Have you seen that? Burn After Reading? Mm. Yeah. I like um, that. Yeah, I didn't really like it when I initially saw it. I watched it with my uncle, and we're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's an odd one. Yeah. It's a bit of a uh, farcical one. Yeah. Um, and I think after that, we just talked about how our Tropic Thunder's better, and how much we love Tropic Thunder, <laughs> and just started quoting Tropic Thunder to each other. Um, going forward to Frost Nixon is coming out soon, they talk about. Uh, seen that too? Not bad, not bad. I, mean, I haven't seen it, but I think I'd like it. 
Myself, I think maybe. you would too. I think you'd I think you'd really like it actually. Yeah, okay. I think you should give it a watch. Um interesting here that um there's a few like little tiny it's called a list, just some things on their mind apparently, just little tiny mm. one sentence things. Um the one is Barack Obama told the Associated Press that he wants Will Smith to play him if there's a biopic made of his life. Mm, okay, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you know my thoughts on biopics. It's weird to do them about people who are still alive. And it's weird that Will Smith plays, like, every, like, famous black man in biopics. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And he's kind of, we're getting on now, you'd have, he wouldn't be able to play, depends on what sort of biopic, I suppose it is, what, sure. what part of his life. I guess he's kind of got the look of an everyman, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I also mentioned uh, Frank Darenbod's indie script because obviously Indiana Jones came out the fourth one came yeah. out this, around this time which yeah. is sort of a bit forgotten these days isn't it Kingdom of the Crystal Skull mm. mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely more infamous I would say it, you know what it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever seen it's fine it's fine exactly it's kind of just a, unfortunately part of a great film series before that you know yeah and hopefully It'll be the only bad one with this next one coming out. Oh, yeah, they still make that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they got, um, is the guy who directed Logan to do yeah, it? Yeah, James Mangold. He's a good director, so. Yeah, I'll become keen for it. Yeah, why not? The uh, next page of News Etc. for me is about Terry Gilliam and Heath Ledger's final role in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, I think it is. Um, I haven't seen that. Have you seen that at all? No, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, but I know famously they had shot about two-thirds of it and then they brought in other actors to sort of fill in the gaps in a sort of dream sequence for the bits they hadn't filmed. Yeah. I mean, your, your options are limited when your lead oh, actor passes away. and Absolutely. Yeah, tough stuff. I know. The crowd barely made it out of production. Yeah, and like the Rise of Skywalker with um, Princess Leia, it's... Yeah, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that's a tough one. Oh, for sure. They did their best, but you do wonder about it, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's a shitty situation, and you can only make the best of it. Mm. Importantly for you, though, Dylan, on the other page is an ad for Dexter. I'll show you now. Oh, let me show you that. Oh, it's season one. On Channel it? 10. Yeah, yeah, okay. Did you watch it on Channel 10 back in the day, or did you come to it later? I can't remember. We used to just record everything. Yeah. So. Okay. But mum did record Dexter's and then she bought the DVDs. Mm-hmm. It was, it was only just getting to the age where I could watch violent stuff, so she had to watch it first to make sure it was oh, all okay. good. Yeah. But she deemed it worthy of me. Well, that's nice so. of her. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty damn sure I see the next page, which is all about uh, Guillermo del Toro's Hobbit movies. <laughs> Or lack thereof. Yeah, well, I think it would have been great to see these. Hey, they all fell apart, obviously, and didn't, didn't get made. And then Peter Jackson stepped in at the very last minute to make them. Yeah, but I feel like that series would have really benefited from having a different look and different style, different vision, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it would have been fun, but it's not what we got. And I've. Got the bloody three extended editions of the Hobbits too. Yeah, man. I, I only saw the first one. I never bothered the other two, even though I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. So, yeah. Well, 
extended what? edition of the second one has uh, Stephen Fry eating testicles. So don't want to watch that. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that in the Hobbit? Why? <laughs> um, now the next page is a story about Brendan Cowell in an Australian movie directed by Anthony Hayes, another Australian actor. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice thing because it's the Australian edition they used to make. They would throw in some Australian stories. It's <laughs> pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, it's also a very weird ad um, for Lynx Dry, so you can kind of tell this is probably aimed more at the male teen audience. Oh, <laughs> but just have a look at him, Dylan, in the ad. Look at his eye. What the hell? What is that? His eye. He's got one eye off center. Like I think the the tagline. He's looking at the Lynx. Well, the tagline is "Stay dry, stay focused." So, oh, he's unfocused, I guess. Yeah, come on. Very weird ad. I'm not into it. <laughs> but I guess we're talking about it, aren't we? So, doesn't doesn't matter. Make me buy links, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to more news, etc. We've got a bit of a preview for GI Joe. Wonderful. Mm, okay. The, okay. the Channing Tatum version. Yes, yes, okay. Um, that's all I need to say about that. Never saw it. <laughs> Not that keen. <laughs> There's a bit of a preview for Synecdoche, New York. That's a Philip Seymour Hoffman film. We might have mentioned it on here before. I've seen it. It was very weird. But I liked it, I think. Okay, <laughs> radio. Charlie Kaufman as well, so obviously very weird. Yeah, yeah, radio. But we, we both love Philip Seymour, don't we? So We do, we do. Mm-hmm. It's one of the boys. And there's a little bit of a preview for Pineapple Express. That one never came across my viewing eyes. <laughs> what? You didn't watch a Seth Rogen Stoner comedy, Warnie? <laughs> what do you mean? There's also a little article about um, the worst movie poster ever made. Would you be surprised to, to hear that it's a Nicolas Cage film? I mean, no. <laughs> Which one is it? It's for uh, a movie called... <laughs> Not eight. It's a movie called Bangkok Dangerous. Oh, nice. Um, I'll show it to you and then I'll, I'll list out the information about why it was so dodgy. Oh, my God. I think they had that as a poster in one of the rooms at school, I think. <laughs> I think they could have. <laughs> The reason it's so bad is because his hair is very looks like it's um from Tom Hanks's mullet from the Da Vinci Code. Not a good hairstyle. Okay. The express and he it's he's going for badass scowl, they say, but he actually achieves straining to remember if there's milk in the fridge. <laughs> his arm is sort of bigger than it should be, like it's obviously been photoshopped in and the, the hand is too big for where it's placed. There are bullet holes in the poster. Sure. <laughs> and there's fire at the bottom. And it looks like it's like lava. So like, aren't we in Bangkok? <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll post a picture of that so you guys can see that if you like. Bring um, it out. And then there's a little bit of a preview for Quantum of Solace. Ooh. <laughs> where, where do you stand on Quantum of Solace, Dylan? Uh, I don't like it. Well, I think I don't like it because mm. I can never remember what it was about, like, two days after I watched it. Mm. So forgettable. 
Like, really, the only good scene in it is where he drives the guy out to the desert at the end mm. and then leaves him with oil to drink. Mm. Yeah, Apart pretty, from that. That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I... Again, it suffers probably from being after the one of the best Bond films. And plus, it was during the writer's strike. Yeah. So, isn't it like Daniel Craig and the director just, like, wrote it day to day or something? I, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> and Daniel Craig's like, I'm not a writer. What am I doing? Yeah, so I mean, when you hear that, it's more forgiving. Yeah, but yeah. it also, I think it has the worst Bond song as well. It oh. just sounds so awful. Is that and the White care. Stripes? That, that <laughs> <one>? Yeah, okay. <laughs> hmm. It's really terrible. I think there's there's got to be some sort of link between having a good song and a good movie. Die Another Day had that Madonna song. So, I think you're onto something. Yeah, and then Casino Royale's got a banger from Chris Cornell. <sighs> One of the best. Yeah. yeah. The late great Chris Cornell. Yes. I, I, and, you know, I like Skyfall. It's a pretty iconic song oh, from Adele. Sure. Yeah. And the most recent one with Billie Eilish. I ooh, wasn't huge into it. Ooh, I really liked it, actually. Oh, as a song, song? I, haven't se- I haven't seen the movie. Okay. But yeah, I do like it as a Bond okay. song. I don't know. I kind of feel like the Bond song should pump me up, and that one sort of pulled me down. <laughs> Yeah, but there's a lot of pull downers yeah. throughout the franchise. Yeah, okay. Like nobody does it better. That's a mm. yeah. I reckon there's there's probably it probably has been already written, but there's an article there, isn't there, about comparing the song to the movie's actual quality. Yeah, mm. oh, I could see that. Yeah. Um, next to this this information about Quantum of Solace coming up, we have um, an ad for Kenny's World, which is a spin-off TV show with Kenny. The plumber. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. That's where he just like um travels to different places, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great ad. The shit hot new series. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Channel Ten placed to ad buy in this edition because yeah, yeah it's Channel be. Ten show. I like Kenny the movie. I didn't. I never saw this TV show though. I yeah. I think I watched a couple of episodes. It's just like him just going to different places. Yeah. Just foreign places like China and that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just fine, I guess. <laughs> but of all the things to get a spin-off. Yeah. Kenny? <laughs> I mean, why not? But it's surprising. Made a lot of money, the movie, to be fair. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the yeah best box offices for Australian movies, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So now we're finishing off the news, etc. They have a, what they call My Movie Mastermind. It's like a quiz they give to actors or directors about their oh. films and see how much how, how well they know them. Yeah, yeah. Um, this edition we have Chris Cooper, one, hmm. one of the best, one of the good character actor, Chris Cooper. I quite like him. He only got four out of ten, Dylan. Only four out of ten. So, wow. Yeah. Funny hell. Uh-huh. Uh, then we go on. There's a little bit of an information about maybe Crank. Because move on from that. <laughs> you don't like Crank? <laughs> I know nothing about it. It's not bad. You love that? It's pretty good. All right. Then there's an article about Children of the Silk Road, which is an Australian-Chinese co-production. I can't remember this film, to be honest. And no. But you know what? It, it looks like it's interesting. Very serious, though. Oh, of course, yeah. The next page, I'm pretty sure... I think I sent this one to you, Dylan. It's yeah. about Bruce Campbell's Warped Biopic, as they call <laughs> yeah. it. Have you seen this? Maybe? No, I haven't even heard of it, but it makes me want to see it. For okay. Sure. That's, I thought you'd be into it. You love yourself some Bruce, don't you? 
Oh, mate. Love Evil Deads. Love them. Mm. You keep trying to get me to watch them. I will one day. What was that? I will watch it one day, but I haven't seen them yet. The Evil Deads. Okay. I will. That's all right. Then there's a cool article with um, Laurie Petty, like what, what, what are you up to now sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the crossword. The crossword has not been done yet, and I'm thinking about doing it later. I reckon you should. Give it a go. Okay. I do know that um, one of the questions is the what something kiss goodnight, a Samuel L. Jackson starer. You think, know the answer to that I one, think I do. I think I do. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, and then they've got... Um, an article with Ryan Philippe interview. Yeah. And it was, they sort of ask sort of strange questions, not just like, hey, what's your new movie about? The first question is, when was the last time you were scared? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Um, I'm not, I don't know a huge amount about Ryan Philippe. I know he was a bit of a big teen heartthrob late 90s, but hasn't really crossed my path since. No, me neither, really. And a classic shot he'd done, a classic photo I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. Do you recognise that man as a child? Uh, no. Who is it? It's Christian Bale. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's at the premiere of Empire of the Sun, which he was in. And when he's first kid roles, apparently really good. I've heard that it's the best kid acting ever, which doesn't surprise wow. me for him. Jesus. You know. Yeah. The top ten. Hello. Top love 10. A, love a good list. It's movie cars, Dylan. I think they're pretty much on the money, to be honest. I'm not about the order, but I think they've got 10 of the best cars on, on screen. What are your thoughts? I agree for the most part. Um, I would have put Speed Racers Mark V in there, but, <laughs> you know, that's okay. So um, we've, I'll, I'll run through the list quickly, and then we can just talk about them. Number one, DeLorean. Probably no questions there. Yeah. Uh, Aston Martin from Goldfinger. Yeah, of course. It's the Bond car. Mm-hmm. The Batmobile from Batman. I probably think that is the most iconic still. The Tim Burton one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say probably... I think the Tumblr probably nearly rivals it. Mm. Like, everyone knows the Tumblr, Batmobile. Yes, and then, like, Batfleck had the sort of tank. Yeah. Which is that's exciting. I think it's probably the worst one to be honest mm. i even like the weird like uh the weird batman and robin one where it has like blue neon lights coming out of it yeah you're a bit of an apologist for those films aren't you yeah definitely i mean when you look at them as a tribute to the 60s batman and how it used to be mm. it's an homage if you will it's good i think they could lean into that sort of neon underbelly as well because that can be quite scary oh yeah in, in feature film days yeah yeah uh, we've got the Ford Juice Coupe from American Graffiti. I've seen that film. I quite like it. George Lucas. Me too. Yeah. I only just watched it last year, I think. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't mind it. It, uh, it reminds me of that quote about George Lucas. I don't know who it was. It might have been someone, I don't think it was Spielberg, but someone like he was in that sort of filmmaking circles. It was like... Francis Ford Coppola? It could have been Francis. I don't know who it was exactly. But it was something yeah. like, you know, the world gained Star Wars, but we lost an artist when he made those films. <laughs> I think that was Francis Ford Coppola. Could have been. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. George Lucas, he could have done a lot of other stuff, but he was a... He did American Graffiti. Yeah. Did he produce Howard the Duck? Or he... did he direct that? I don't think he, I think he was involved in production, yeah. I don't think he 
<laughs> Who knows? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen it advertised as like George Lucas presents Howard the Duck. Yeah, I think it was a Lucas Arts thing. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, Vanishing Point has a Dodge Challenger. Like, to be honest, don't know that one. Yeah, it's, um,. Well, I haven't watched the actual movie, but it's referenced and it's in Death Proof. Okay. You haven't seen Death Proof? I have not. Oh, okay. Very underrated Tarantino movie. Okay, alright. Maybe one day. Um, The Spinner from Blade Runner. Pretty cool. Sure, yeah. Cheechity Bang Bang. Oh, of course. Not yeah. part of my childhood, but sure. Oh, but you know of it. I know the car. Look at the good picture here and it is pretty crazy, so. Yeah. Um, the Sheepdog car. I've not seen Dumb and Dumber, but... Oh, really? Wow. I think I, I probably should. I, I, I do like me some Jim Carrey, so I will. It's it's very funny. Jim Carrey at his best, mate. Okay. Um, the car from Christine. Well, that's the whole point of that movie, isn't it? The car. Doesn't the car kill you or something? Yeah. I would take that out. Very speed racer in me. Okay. <laughs> and then Bumblebee from Transformers. Doesn't count. He's not a car. <laughs> no. He's also disqualified. Okay. So you're gonna put two cars here into Speed Racer. <laughs> no, I would put the Mark Fire from Speed Racer and I would go Dominic Toretto's Dodge Charger from Fast and Furious. Did you see the bit where they mentioned Speed Racer in the comments on the side panel? No. Where's that? At the very top in the breakdown. Yeah. Luke Godsell explains his choices. If nothing else, and that's about the sum of it, Speed Racer's beautifully rendered Mach 5 reignited our passion for steel on wheels and got us wondering, Ooh. how is it possible that we've not done this before? Looking at the cars. So, a bit, wow. bit of a... I didn't even read that. Yeah, there you go, Dylan. Okay. Well, he inspired the list. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> okay, we've got reviews now. Um, and it's funny, some of these films are classics that we all recall some of them i do not remember have no bearing in my mind i don't believe they actually exist okay <laughs> okay yeah yeah the first is kung fu panda um i never actually saw that but it's got five stars here dylan fair enough yeah fair absolutely okay fair enough cool everyone knows it's a it's one of the best animated movies ever okay <laughs> do you uh, not agree i mean i haven't seen it so i can't comment but oh I, really I, I, I believe you it's it's really good. I reckon okay. you dig it. Yeah, I'll just run through some of the um, other ones here. So those those two Australian films I mentioned, 
uh, 10 Empty, which is the Brennan Cow one, and Children of the Silk Road. They both get three stars. Okay, sure. Three stars out of five. That's still a recommendation, I suppose. But it's kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, standard Operating Procedure. I haven't heard of that, but apparently it's about um, Iraq torture by American soldiers. Jesus. Four stars here. Again, I was probably a bit young for that, and I probably I still feel a bit young for that, to be honest, because it's such a <laughs> hard topic. Um, and then the bank job, which is a Jason Statham joint. Yeah. That's got yeah. four stars. <laughs> Hello. You know, why not? So it's sure. The bank job, I probably would have, like, I could have maybe guessed that's a movie. Other ones haven't come across me. Um, the Happening, two stars. Mm, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk gets the smallest review here, Dylan, which is so <laughs> funny, you know, given the the huge, you know, attention given to Marvel films these days. It's yeah. got a little tiny review. Can you see there? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, a corner of the that. page. And three stars. That's, yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. I'll probably give it that. Um, you don't mess with the Zohan one star. Yep. <laughs> I've not seen it. Oh, it's terrible. Do not watch it. Okay. Um, next one is an Australian um, sort of crime thriller. It's called The Square. And it's got Joel Edgerton, and it's directed by his brother, Nash Edgerton. Ooh. Have you come across this one? It looks really good. No, I haven't come across, but hey, four stars, mate. Four stars. Yeah, it's a must-see. Um, and there's more, actually, about um, the Edgerton brothers later in this article, or later in this magazine. Yeah. These next ones, I might have heard the, the title of, And When Did You Last See Your Father? <laughs> Never heard of that. Never heard of that. It's Colin Firth and Jim Broadbent are in it. Oh, okay. Um, what's strange though is that, like, they've got the title you can see, but then they have like a little um, joke underneath. In yeah. Red. So yeah. The, the title is, "And when did you last see your father?" And then, like, the answer is, "Hmm, two weeks ago, he was wearing a dress." <laughs> it's like okay. I suppose it's an attempt at a joke, but I don't really know what the humor is like if you if you sat down with the person who wrote that like what's the actual comedy of this bit you know yeah well it's like the incredible hulk one directed by ang lee heh joking okay yeah maybe i have like they had to finish off the magazine really quickly (laughs) just put something in um how about you is the next one two stars and married life which it's surprising to me because it stars, you know, all well-known actors. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan, Patricia oh. Clarkson, Chris Cooper, Rachel McAdams, David Wenham. Oh. And it's got three stars, Married Life. I mean, sounds all right. Sounds all right. I'd watch it. Okay, now we're getting to the good stuff now. All right. We're just a couple of freaks. It is the, the Batman Dark Knight. Yeah. Feature article. What were your Very thoughts nice. on this one, Dylan? Yeah, it's um, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Did you actually read it? No, <laughs> <laughs> I skimmed it though. What did you pick up in your skimming? Uh, you know, it's it's looking good, mate. It's looking prime, isn't it? 
He's hearing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, run me through it. Well, it is interesting, as I mentioned before, that it's all about Chris Nolan, and he is, um, like he said, the Batman Begins, and he's a mentor in a few other films, so he's he's pretty yeah. well known and liked. But he's not necessarily the titan of filmmaking. He's not somebody that can pretty much go to any studio in the world and ask for whatever yeah, he, he wants. He hasn't yeah. done Inception yet. He hasn't done Dark Knight, Inception, Dunkirk, all that. Yeah. He's still fairly... Like, he has a good career, obviously, but it's not oh, yeah. quite the same. Um, but it's kind of nice. They, they, they try and draw the comparison that he started making films when he was a kid and he was just like... He had a little camera and he was making... He'd film his toys going around, like, in the, in the backyard or whatever. And it's like, he's still doing that but on a grand scale. <laughs> and not many, not every filmmaker gets that sort of um, experience. Mm. But, I mean, you don't get it by accident. So there's a reason he, he does have that sort of stature in Hollywood now. Oh, for sure. Um, something that they mentioned here, which I didn't really know, but apparently the interrogation scene between Batman, between, of Batman <laughs> doing it to the Joker was their first scene. That they shot together, really? Apparently, wow. yeah. And there's this moment where they both looked at the at the mirror, and they're like, "What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Look at us." <laughs> oh. So that's cool. Um, I think I'm going to bring your attention to they got the main article and it's sort of writing it down um, what's happening in the film when they. It's funny that one wants to mention. So you've cast someone as Harvey Dent. Does he become two faced? I'm like, oh, we don't really want to mention that. Like. I mean, yeah, we all know. We all know. <laughs> Why try to hide it? Yeah. But they like they're keen to talk about the Joker, and also they um they mention the highlight and sort of foreground here that it's not a Joker origin story. It's just the Joker exists. Which yeah, I think it's just... probably the best way to deal with him. Oh, for sure. He just turns up. Yeah. Mm. But well, I, th- I can see better with Joker. I think, yeah. But I can also see why people want to try and explain his character as well. But yeah, it's good. You can it's like Batman. You can have everything. You know, you can have. Yeah, it's fun to, fun to theorize as well. Mm-hmm. What's cool though is that they have the main article, but then they also have like little sidebars. <laughs> Very important yeah. for us, Dylan. This sidebar is about scary clowns. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Mark Holden. <laughs> Maybe Mark read this article and he's like, you know what? Well, I'm on Dancing with Stars in six years. <laughs> um, oh. But they, they kind of, it's pretty much what we talked about now, episode, to be honest. Yeah. Um, they do mention um, a clown. They, they talked to a psychi- psychologist. And yeah. I have to wonder, Dylan. I don't think they're lying here. But they reckon they spoke to a doctor from California State University. Yeah. I want to give you a million dollars if you can guess what his <laughs> full name is, okay? Well, I can just read it. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't guess. <laughs> I'll tell you now. It's Dr. Ronald <laughs> no, Doctor. Million dollars. Oh, no. Dr. Yeah. Ronald Doctor? Great name, though. <laughs> That's a great name, Woody. Dr. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Ronald as well, and he's a clown, like, he's talking about clowns, like, bloody hell. Yeah. What do they call it? Is it, like, nominative determinism? Like, the name you're given as a child is what, mm. what you'll become? Yeah. Yeah. 
guess he had to, didn't he? Like speed racer. He had no choice. <laughs> he had no choice, Liddy. <laughs> he had to be a speedy racer. Um, but yeah, he goes on like, you know, kids are... He says, kids are very reactive to familiar body type with an unfamiliar face. So if they see a clown, but their face is distorted, they get a bit confused, which is what we spoke about. Yeah, Uncanny um, Valley. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They spoke to... Uh, this one I'm more okay with. They spoke to a guy from the Secretary of Clowns International. Yep. And he his name is Conk the Clown. Conk? Conk. Okay. Yep, good name. Okay. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. He blames cinema. And he talks about... He says it's it, basically, mm. is the problem. Yeah. Of course. And he mentions chlorophobia, as we said, doesn't exist as a real term, but I guess if you say it is, it is kind of, you know. <laughs> you know. Mm. Also, what Kong says this as a good thing. <laughs> I'm not sure it is. Have you read this bit? No. I'll read it out to you. Yeah. Um, another factor that feeds into chlorophobia is the idea that the clown's true identity is completely smothered, and why else would the joker have gone so long without being given a background. Indeed, Conk does admit that if he ever thinks a child in his audience is unnerved by him, he's sure to take his makeup off in front of them at the end of the act. Creepier. That's creepier, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that to happen. No, oh, the cloud's staring at me in the eyes while he removes his makeup. And like he does his show, he finishes it off with like a big tumble or something, and then he just like sits there and gets his makeup wipes out and just <laughs> wipes his face off. Oh, He's no. like, it's okay, I'm, I'm a real person. <laughs> Friggin' hell, no. There you go. He thought we were going to talk about crazy clowns more than once on this show. Not me. The next page, Dylan, has a really cool. Um, got all the characters from Batman films over the years, right? Yes. And yes. then they've got a suggestion for what they'll do for the third Batman Begins film. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay. <laughs> they made some brave choices, Dylan. Yeah. So, the Empire suggestion for Batman for the next film, Christian Bale. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They reckon Michael Caine should get another go as Alfred. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? Uh, Gary Oldman and Aaron Eckhart should come back, they say. How's Aaron Eckhart coming back? Well, they don't know at this stage, I guess, but yeah. But Dark Knight is there. Oh, they don't know what's happening in the movie. No, they haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair guess then. Yeah, and they haven't got anyone for the Joker because, yeah, obviously, Heath Ledger passed away. Of course. But here are the other actors. And they've also said that Christopher Nolan should get another go. That's... Oh, of course, because without saying, yeah. <laughs> but there are other suggestions, which I think are quite interesting. And, you know, we are in 2008. Mm. They're saying um, Ellen Page should be Robin, which I think that could have been a cool um, idea back in the day to have a yeah. um, Robin. Yeah, for sure. Um, Philip Simmer Hoffman. Our boy. As, as the Penguin, that could have been cool. Yes, agree. I, um, I don't think I would have... Well, I, I wouldn't have ever picked Colin Farrell, to be honest, but... He looks good, though. He looks like he's having a while of a time, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Uh, Catwoman, as we know, turned out to be Anne Hathaway in the next film of this series, but Emily Blunt was suggested. Oh, would have been much better. You're not a fan of Anne Hathaway, are you? 
No, nah, not not as Catwoman. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Disagree. I'm sorry. Agreed. <laughs> she was a take on Catwoman. She wasn't. I wouldn't think she'd say she, she's classic Catwoman in that film. To be honest. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I get it. Yeah. I've watched it. I don't understand the next suggestion for the Riddler. They've said Casey Affleck. And why not? I mean, why not? It could have worked for sure, but it wasn't. It makes me wonder. And again, Paul Dano is, is pulling on the, the green <laughs> jumpsuit. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> we get Paul Dano so rarely. We need to cherish it every time. Yeah, exactly. And for the love interest, they are suggesting Talia Al Ghul, which is interesting. They did go down that path. Yeah. But they've said Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say no to that. Yeah. Um, also, I mentioned some of the Batman films that we didn't get. And mm. I'll talk you through these. Oh, did they mention the year one? Yes, they, they have. Year one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Burton's third film. So, you know, there was a time when Tim Burton might have come back for a third film. Is it Batman Triumphant? Or was that the the Joel Schumacher third one? That was the Joel Schumacher one. Yeah. Right. He wanted, again, I'm not sure how true this is, but apparently Joel Schumacher wanted um, Clooney back, Chris O'Donnell back, yep. Howard Stern? That's a scarecrow. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. It's pretty inspired, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then that that fell apart, and you might be interested in this. Um, Andrew Davis from the from the Fugitive apparently came yeah. on board. He wanted Bret Hart as Batman. Bret the Hitman Hart. That's what it says here, Dylan. The wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Vincent Carthizer as Robin. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that person. No idea who that is. And yeah. Crispin Glover as Scarecrow. Uh, that's pretty good too. Yeah. That's pretty good too. Um, then they talked about the first version of Batman vs Superman with Wolfgang Peterson, apparently. <laughs> um, and that was going to be. They were speaking about that in 2001, they were hoping 2004 it would be released, and apparently Christian Bale was approached back then as well. So, okay. I kind of forget, that there's a huge gap between Batman Robin and Batman Begins. It's like oh, eight years ago, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Given how quickly they, they pump out films, usually, in these days especially. Mm. And then there's the, the Darren Oski version of Batman Year One. Yeah, yeah. Which would have been a bad on the show before. Yeah, it would have been a very different take. Yeah. And then the Dark Knight Returns with um, Clint Eastwood as oh, that, that would have been cool. That's very good, isn't it? Again, I think that was maybe just that was people speculating rather than ever actually any action taken towards that. But, oh, but it just know, makes so much sense. It though. would have been. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on quickly. The rest of the, of the magazine we'll go through. We'll spin through it pretty fast. No, we've been talking yeah, for almost cool. an hour. Um, oh, loving it though. You're loving. You have a great old, great old time, aren't you? So they, a good chin wag, aren't we? <laughs> there's a big feature article about um, the movie version, the second movie version of X Files. I've never seen X Files. I think I'd probably like it though. Me neither. I mean, that's how bloody uh, Brian Cranston got to be Walter White. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His episode of X Files. Yeah. I think, um, I think I'd be into it. I do remember being scared by it as a kid, though, when it was like I saw an ad for it or something on TV because it was probably the spook. It's well, the spookiest theme song. It one. is, yeah. 
right? It's disturbing. But then I think the show itself would be pretty standard by the, you know, compared oh, yeah. to you know, what we've been seeing then. For sure. Um, and there's an article about uh, Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. Now, listeners of I Only Like You in Movies might be aware that I've got an issue with Elizabeth Banks, okay? Oh, and what would that be, Lonnie? I think about her in particular. It's just that I really didn't like her character on Scrubs. Okay, sure. Because she, like, lies to JD about having a baby and doesn't tell yeah. him about it, and she has a baby, and he's like, well, it just looked like just a shitty move. And ever since then, in my head, I'm like, oh, Elizabeth Banks is here. <laughs> oh, no. So, every now and then, whenever I watch a film with Sine and Elizabeth Banks turns up, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I speak it up. But she does seem really nice, and she's made lots of movies, and and she's really nice in, really, really terrific performance in Love and Mercy, one of my favourite films, so I've kind of reached an agreement with her. But She's good in the 40-year-old virgin, too, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. That, uh... That's the picture, I'm just showing you the picture. Yeah, it's a good picture. <laughs> That's nice. So, yeah, again, because she has just been around for so long, you kind of accept her as, as an actor. But, yeah. yeah, there was this as an article kind of saying she's the next big thing. Like, oh, yeah, obviously, if we had to get to know her. Yeah. Ad for Rolling Stone magazine. Moving on. Nice. <laughs> there's a little race cartoon here, and there's little cars and whatever. Sure. Not into it that much, but... <laughs> there's a pod racer though so that's cool oh hello uh, there's a first look at Empire of Death Race oh yeah the Jason Statham one yeah yeah okay moving on <laughs> and the really nice interview with the brothers uh, Joel and Edgerton <laughs> Joel <laughs> and Edgerton Nash and Joel Edgerton and how yeah. they got their start in in Australian filmmaking which is really cool Good to know yeah. that it can happen. Yeah. Some of us who want to do that at some point in the future. <laughs> Very reassuring, isn't it? Lonnie? Yeah. <laughs> now, the next pick I did send you, Dylan, it's a buffs guide. It's lots of film terms explained. Mm. Yeah. Anything on there that you want to talk about or like? I mean, I had never heard of, was it Cinema Verte? Yeah. No idea what that is. Never heard of that before. Yeah, so very like very naturalistic filmmaking. Cinema sure. of truth in French, yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Um Yeah, like you could read this or you can go to film school for three years like I did. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the right right idea there, Dylan. Nice. Um the one thing one I like especially is MacGuffin. And that's just like the, the random object or thing that everyone's trying to get when it doesn't really make much sense. Well, it doesn't make, have any context outside of that's what all the characters want to get. Yeah. So like, often Hitchcock had them. It's just like, we've got to get the file. We've got to try and get those pictures off the spy. doesn't really matter, but that's just what it is. You know, and we had five MacGuffins in um, the Infinity movies for in Marvel for a oh, long yeah. time. So, yeah. True, true. Yeah. Anything else that speaks to you on this plan? On this, sorry, in this article? No, not particularly. I mean, there's lots of terms I'm familiar with, like, mm. you know, montage, homage. Mm-hmm. I knew about MacGuffins as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. That's what I like about 
um, Empire Magazine, it obviously does skew popular blockbuster filmmaking, but they do have room in the magazine to go a bit deeper and look at the other stories, right? For sure, yeah. Um, speaking of that, there's an, uh, there's an Australian article here again about a film being made right here in southeast Queensland, Dylan. Ooh. The Gold Coast hinterland was standing in for uh, Mexico and Southern America. Oh. It's for a film called, uh, what's it called again? The Ruins? Oh. Never heard of it. No, me either. And I read through the article because it's filmed around here in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they mentioned a few things like, oh, we won't reveal the the hidden twist of the story and whatever. I didn't bother reading, watching the movie, but I read through the Wikipedia. I couldn't really find a twist. <laughs> but it's like a bunch of Americans go down to do some spelunking in a cave and then they, they curse, you know, gets them, basically. Sure. It got okay reviews um, and it also stars Sean Ashmore, Iceman from the X-Men films. Oh, right. So that was okay. a big claim to fame. And Jenna Malone as well, who's you know been in bigger oh. things as well. So Yeah, always nice to see, you know, Southeast Queens on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The next article is quite very, very sad, actually. Um, I didn't send it to you. It's about uh, Jean Seberg, who was an American actor in the sort of 60s and 70s in yeah. America and Hollywood and, and lots of... A little time in France. Um, she became a star when she was really young, like 1920. And then by the time she was 40, she was had killed herself. And the FBI were implicated as well. They had been sort of... She was supporting, like, the Black Panther movement, and then they were campaigning against her. And just very, very sad story. If you want to read it, I'll send it to you, but... Oh, it's all good. And uh, Kristen Stewart played her in a biopic a year or two ago. So mm, there you go. Okay. Very sad. Very sad. Yeah. But again, like, as I said, excuse popular, but every now and then they do have an article about a bit of film history and, and it's got pretty intense. Yeah. Um, the next one is, is, we'll have to tread carefully, Dylan. It's an interview with Woody Allen. Hmm. <laughs> Which I don't think they'd be doing today, would they, in their magazine? Probably not. No. Probably not. Um, and in fact, they don't even mention the allegations against him, but they do mention... Oh, well, would they? Well, back then, 2008, that sort of story had fallen away and was not not part of the conversation anymore. Mm. And they, they do mention that he you know, left his girlfriend for her daughter, like which is... Undefendable, really. It's not something. Well, they condone it, Dylan. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, but you know, for a time, I was sort of watching a lot of his films. Um, kind of, yeah, from the film historian, film, you know, part of film history perspective, yeah. and I, I quite liked a, a fair few of them. Um, yeah, it's a very different time now, isn't it? To to look at the film and filmmaking and trying to separate art and the artist and yeah we're in a post me too movement world aren't we so yeah we are mm. anyway we'll move on to the next part of the magazine 
Yeah. Which is um, at home, and it's like reviews for films that come to DVD and stuff. I won't go through every single one, but there is one I particularly want to talk about, Dylan. One okay. review. Okay. Hello. What have we got, Lonnie? It's a review for Meet the Spartans. Okay. Right. Now, this is one of those films which you don't really get these days, do we, anymore? But it's just a big, budget parody film. Yeah, like epic movie and scary yeah. movie yeah. and that. Yeah. And, you know, the Spartans is 300. They're trying to skewer that, I suppose. Yeah. This review, like, obviously the film is going to be no good. <laughs> we all know that. It's kind of very mean-spirited, this review, though. Oh, Okay. So? Well, I'll read it out to you. Just okay. chuck him whenever you want. Cool. The day Empire sat down with the DVD of, of this, it was announced that its creators had already cast Hollywood trash bags Carmen Electra in Kim Kardashian in their next comedy, with quote marks, sure. disaster movie. This is the bit of... Again, you wouldn't say this these days, I don't think. <laughs> We know Kim and Carmen will do anything. The former is famous for having a sex tape. The latter is a veteran of Epic Movie, Date Movie, and her own Get Fit Sex DVD. But surely there must be rewarding, less degrading career paths for these gals. Prepare yourself. <laughs> the dwarf porn industry always needs fluffers, for instance. <laughs> Why would they write such a thing? It's 2008, but still. Jesus. They knew, like, manners, didn't they? <laughs> manners cost nothing, Lonnie. Just very mean. Degrading, almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, there are so many points to, to pull up on that, but I think you ought to know. We don't condone that sort of language. No. But I wanted to highlight it as just something... Completely wrong and not good. But I'll, I'll read the rest out of it because it, it is... It's just the whole thing is just because it's got me, right? Okay? <laughs> it's obviously affected me a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. Not that a disaster movie project is even possible is thanks to ticket buyers who kicked Meet the Spartans up to $82 million in global box office. Nice job, morons. <laughs> so now it's your regular folks who are the, who are the problem, you know? Yeah, it's our fault, Lonnie. Yeah. $82 million, that's not that much, you know, over the whole world. <laughs> like, nah. Yeah. Moving on. Suffering through this and its Abu Ghraib level torture that's tough to take for more than 10 minutes at a time. Again, you watch the movie, you're not bloody being tortured by the American soldiers in Iraq. Yeah. I know it's a metaphor, but, you know. Is to consider the notion that cinema as we know it is in deep trouble. Mike Judge's Idiocracy, a fantastically bright comedy that went theatrically unreleased by Fox, the same company that happily distributes this dreck. Dreck. I haven't heard that word in a long time. <laughs> the movie imagined a future where people packed movie houses to see a flick that featured nothing more than a farting ass. In <laughs> essence, Meet the Spartans is that movie. A torrent of bodily fluids interspersed with utterly pointless recreations of recent blockbusters, reality TV, pop culture happenings, and advertisements. There's not a laugh, not a shred of wit, and the film is even aware of its own monstrous deficiencies in that each personality parody 
Paris Hilton, Ryan Seacrest, etc., has to be named in dialogue because the impersonations are so very poor. Fair enough, I mean, I guess that bit. <laughs> if you thought epic movie and date movie were bad, this lowers the bar significantly. Until next time. Disaster movie, we're told, targets everything and everyone, from sex in the city and there will be blood, to Amy Winehouse and Dr. Phil. It might just kill us all. Um, Pretty scathing. harsh. Yeah, scathing. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Dylan. Good way to put it. Yeah. Wow. One right. star, by the way. Oh, really? Guess <laughs> um, you can't give zero stars, I suppose. I suppose not. Um, a few more reviews of stuff that I never heard of. Okay. It's funny how it just. Yeah. All these movies were big, important releases back in the day, but they just have lost been lost to history yeah uh, the one last thing I wanted to mention to you in particular mm-hmm. was the masterpiece so this is when they'd go back to a classic movie and then write a big feature article about it the movie they did this episode or this edition is Rear Window Dylan this might be the best film ever made I think it's perfect have you seen really? it really no, I haven't. I haven't. It is on my list of classic films to watch. Okay, terrific. I haven't watched it yet. Well, maybe don't read the whole article then. I don't know if you have yet, but... I'm familiar. It was in The Simpsons, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. The article just <laughs> might spoil stuff if you don't want to watch yeah. it fresh. But, yeah, the concept is, is terrific. Just a great um, concept for a movie. Guy, he's a murder out his window, but did, what did he see? What, you know, is it real? Yeah. What happened? Um. I've seen it plenty of times. I saw this as a kid. I saw it, Dylan. I recorded this off ABC2. <laughs> late at night. Bloody hell. So, that's a while ago. And I was like, you know, near seven or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a that's little... on you. Yeah. Get, getting amongst the rear window. I know. And I've seen it plenty of times since then. I've got it on DVD. Um, Sine and I both love it. Um, I could watch it. Drop a hat. I could watch it every day. It's just terrific. Wow. Good stuff. Okay. And it's a great article as well. Yeah. So and it wasn't even your bloody list of favourite films, Lonnie. Yeah, it's almost like it stands alone because it's so perfect. It's almost it's that good, you know. It's like saying like Breaking Bad's the be- your favourite TV show. Everyone knows it's the best. Mm. You know, of course. Yeah, it's just yeah. a given. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I- I've seen a fair few Hitchcocks, but he's he made so many films. It's obviously hard to. Yeah, you have to spend a lot of time tracking them all down, but um, I've enjoyed every every one of them. He's got a bit of a bit of a checkered reputation these days, but you um, it's hard to go past some of the most classic films from a film historian sort of perspective. So, for sure, for sure. Now that is pretty much it. Um, they don't do any more. Um, but they used to review games and soundtracks as well. They've reviewed the soundtrack of Speed Racer. Oh, I three stars. Oh, rough. Yeah. Um, they didn't like the music. <laughs> they didn't like the music. It was like remixes of his classic theme, though. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. You can't win them all, Dylan. Stuff them, money. That's all I say. <laughs> they also used to review like tech. And so they've got yes. some reviews of computers here. iPod Nanos. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
So, yeah, it's like set-top boxes, um, video recorder, like, like I guess like a hard drive you'd plug into your TV sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And yep. projectors. Yeah, this would have been, again, cutting edge back then. But have a look at them now. They're so chunky, aren't they? Bloody hell. Right? Like bloody PC units. Mate. Basically. I didn't really read through that. Um, and then it ends with the classic scene like of, you know, like a script. It's the Italian job. The original. Right. Yeah, that's the scene. Mark, right on. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. What's Empire Magazine doing? From 2008, August. Thoughts, feelings? Yeah. What a journey, Lonnie. Yeah, well, we're back in 2022 now. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty cool historical article. The magazine holds up for the most part, interesting stuff. But it is just amazing to see what was big and important back then and what has not stood the you know, test of time. Yeah, for sure. I really like that uh, Batman predictions for future movies bit. That was cool. Yeah, because you, you, it's hard to... Get yourself back in that 2008 mindset of what, be, what could be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dope, Lonnie. Thank you. Good article. We could do this again sometime if you like. Yeah, why not, eh? Yeah, not too bad. Loved it, Lonnie. Loved it. That, that one review of <laughs> Meet the Spartans, though. <laughs> Just intense. Oh, very rough. Rough stuff. Yeah. Do you want to get amongst it as well, Dylan? Or do you just want me to get amongst... Suggesting Empire Magazine. No, I want to get amongst it. You want another get amongst well. it? Okay, well, let's Just get amongst peacemaker, it. Peacemaker, mate. You know you want to. No, I was going to say something else, actually. But I can... Oh, right, yeah. Well, Peacemaker's great. <laughs> I've watched the whole series. I really enjoyed that. That just finished as time of recording. So, really do get yeah. amongst that. Even if, like, I liked Peacemaker in The Suicide Squad. So yeah, me too. I think I'm predisposed to like the movie. I know some... The series, sorry. Some people didn't like him and are like, don't want to bother with the series. I think even if you didn't like him, the film, the series does go into greater depth of his character. I think he might get turned around. And also there are enough other characters on there to, um, Vigilante especially. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my boy. Great. I love him. Yeah. Can't get enough. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, Dylan, is that I've been sort of powering through Brooklyn Nine-Nine recently. Yeah. Okay. Have, have you seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, I've watched probably, I think, Bits and pieces up to like season five or something. Yeah, I think I just started season five. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. and I don't know. I just I can't stop watching it. I love it. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite, Lonnie. It it's is really like good. In, it's nearly in sitcoms. It's like nearly in that space. Of like, yeah, of course, everyone loves Book of Nor Nor. Yeah, yeah. It's one like when it was still airing. I just people would tell me to watch it and stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it, but I didn't really get the push until recently and then once I got the push I'm just can't stop so good stuff great stuff Empire Magazine Peacemaker Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah yeah cheeky two for one get amongst it <laughs> or three if you're adding the Empire yeah, as well yeah. yeah okay Dylan if people liked our show what could they do for us well they could give us a like mm-hmm. a review mm-hmm. five stars mm-hmm. please tell obviously. their mates yeah Tell your mates, yeah. Tell your mums, tell your sisters. Tell a lot of them. Yeah. No, that'd be great. Um, I don't know if we thank... We thank Mark, obviously, to the theme song. Oh, Mark the man, yeah. Do we thank our listeners for listening enough? What shall we do? 
I think that's a given as well, Lonnie. It goes without saying. <laughs> well, I, I want to say it once in a while. Thank you for listening. Okay. We really do appreciate it. We do the show for each other mainly, but it, it, <laughs> it is great if you guys also come in and, and have a little bit of a listen as well. So that's wonderful. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time, Dylan. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.